Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to radio station EXP. Tonight we are featuring an interview with a very peculiar-looking gentleman who goes by the name of Mr. Paul Caruso and the dodgy subject of are there or are there not flying saucers or UFOs. Uh, please, Mr. Caruso, could you give us your regarded opinion on this nonsense about spaceships and even space people? Thank you. As you all know, you just can't believe everything you see in here, can you? Now, if you will excuse me, I must be on my way. I don't believe it. Travel by dragonfly. No, it's not in Spain, but all the same, you know it's a groovy name, and the winds just ride. Just a little bit of 
Broadcasting from high atop the Ponca Hills, this is Pacific Street Blues, now in our 33rd year. Today we're going to turn the spotlight on the music of Jimi Hendrix, exploring those who influenced him, those he influenced, those he covered, and those who covered his music. And it's a pretty long list for a guy that only put out three studio albums while he was alive. When he was born, his name was Johnny Allen, or Johnny Allen Hendricks, depending on which source you take a look at. And one of the things we'll learn today is there's a lot of ambiguity about the history of Jimi Hendrix, depending on the source that you go to. Even on his family's site, there's some mysterious comments and some mysterious notations that are not substantiated in any of the other records. So we're going to tell you what we found. Is it true? I did the best I could. But we're going to take a look at Jimi Hendrix, and we started off with the introduction for the album Axis Bold is Love. And if you remember the album cover, which is posted on our podcast site, it's got this sort of Indian, as in Asian Indian, motif. And reportedly, when he saw it the first time, Jimmy said, I'm not that kind of Indian. He was, in fact, on both his mother's and father's side, reportedly Native American and as well as African American. But again, some sources are saying he was not, in fact, a Native American at all. So it was he? I don't know. But I know that that's been reported for quite a long time. His great-great-grandmother was someone named Clarice Lawson Jeter. And reportedly, she was a person that was a slave and was eventually freed. On his mother's and father's side, again, half Native American, reportedly, half African American, reportedly. And when he was born, his name was either Johnny Allen or Johnny Allen Hendricks. And here's where the mystery arises is, rumor has it, his mother was a promiscuous woman and that Jimmy's biological father was Johnny Allen. And that's where his birth name was. Now... Other stories say that it was Johnny Allen Hendricks and Al came back after serving in the military, tracked down his son and uh, got his name changed to James Marshall Hendricks. But to the family, he was known as Buster. Well, let's take a listen to one of the most famous covers of Jimi Hendrix, a track called Voodoo Child, Slight Return. Oh, 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 
won't let me in I've got a few pennies I'm gonna buy myself a bottle of gin And then I'm gonna call my buddy On the telephone and say so hard all day long everything I try to do seem to always turn out wrong that's why I want to stop by on my way home and say now let me tell you one more a little taste But don't lose your cool And start messing up the man's place Ain't no harm Take a little nip But don't you fall down And bust your lip No, no
Music there from B.B. King and the track Rock Me Baby, which Jimi Hendrix would cover from time to time, including at the Monterey Pop Festival. We also heard from Ray Charles in that set of music. And Ray Charles, when Jimmy was in high school, he played with Ray Charles in his band for just an incredibly brief moment of time. But among the interesting things of Jimmy's background is that Quincy Jones, who did end up having a pretty strong career with Ray Charles and went on to produce the largest selling studio album of all time, which is Thriller by Michael Jackson, was a classmate. He attended the same high school that Jimi Hendrix had attended. Now, Hendrix has a unique and complex family setting. His mother was a chronic alcoholic, and so she was not faithful to Jimmy's father, Al. And uh, reportedly, they had a series of children. Now, Jimmy was born in 1942. And at a very young age, in 1951, nine years later, his mother dies. But in the interim, she has numerous children, including his brother, Leon, is born in 1948, Joseph, Kathy, and Pamela. And one of the interesting complexities of the Hendricks family is, with the exception of Jimmy, the other five siblings are going to be born with significant birth defects. In fact, I saw one report that says that two of the children were institutionalized for their entire life. Another aspect is that Al was born with an additional finger on his hand, and one of the brothers, Joseph, was born with an extra set of teeth. And so there's a lot of birth defects occurring in the Hendricks family. And then Al later on is going to marry Aiko June Fujiata, which I apologize, I'm probably enunciating that properly, but a woman from Japanese descent in 1966. And on the family page, they indicate that they had one child, which was named Experience. So it would be Experience Hendricks. Now, I only found that source or that reference in one point, and I looked around a lot. So whether it's accurate or not, I have my doubts, but it was on a family page, which is interesting enough. Of course, Hal adopts Janie, uh, which was June's daughter, and she becomes the executor of the Hendricks estate to this day. Let's continue on and listen to music. Earl King recorded a track called Come On, which Hendricks would cover, as did Stevie Ray Vaughan, and also Albert King's Born Under a Bad Sign. People see me, but they just don't know What's in my heart and why I love you so I love you, baby, like a minor love gold so come on, baby, let the good time roll Understood. It's even nicer when you're feeling good You got me flipping like a flag on a pole So come on, baby, and let the good time roll
was just beginning his career. Of course, he starts off and he's playing with Ray Charles. And as far as I can tell, it was just the one show, but it could have been more. I just couldn't find any evidence of that. But he's going to go on the road and kind of hit the chitlin circuits. He's going to get out uh, in the American South from the military, and he's going to kind of hang around the Nashville area. And he ends up on the chitlin circuit recording and touring with people like Wilson Pickett, Otis Redding, James Brown, Ike and Tina Turner. And we'll hear from them when we come back in just a moment. Ladies and gentlemen, it's star time at the Apollo Theater. Million dollar seller, try me. Please, please, please. Papa's got a brand new bag. This is a man's world. Most constructive tune of 1966, don't be a dropout. Say it again. (laughs) Recently recorded, let yourself go. Baby, don't you weep. Let's bring him on right now. Everybody, the hardest working man in show business. I'm going to let you say his name. James Brown, ladies and gentlemen, and the famous lady.
Stick it, pick it, doing a track there called Land of a Thousand Dances. Also, we heard some music from James Brown, and these are some of the people on the Chitlin circuit. That was the circuit where the bands would, African-American bands, would play African-American clubs throughout the American South and up generally, I think, to the, towards the East Coast. And Hendrix, of course, was in on that circuit, and he would get picked up from band by band by band and join them but usually only temporarily evidently he was kind of a tough guy to get along with and he was not maybe we would say professional and so he gets in trouble because uh, little richard thinks he's upstaged him uh, at one point in time according to uh, the record uh, otis redding's brother throws hendrix's guitar out the bus window and then <laughs> tells hendrix it's time to hit the road and another time he's left standing on the roadside as the band leaves because they just didn't bother to remind him it was time to go. And so he kind of had a rough career, but he played with some of the best, as we heard from James Brown and Wilson Pickett, as we're about to hear to, with Otis Redding and Ike and Tina Turner. And then in our next set of music, Hendrix is also recording with many of these bands, so we're going to hear songs that you may know, or at least bands I know you'll be familiar with, and Jimmy is on these recordings, but he's not on the ones that we're hearing at the moment. Call me Mr. Pitiful. Baby, that's my name now. Oh, call me Mr. Pitiful. That's how I got my fame. But people just don't around us. What make a man be so blue? 
city And the naked city Yeah When you're all alone And all your hard-earned money's gone Walking down Broadway Watching people catch the subway Take it from me Don't ask for a helping hand mm, Cause no one will understand
there with little richard featuring the guitar playing there of Jimi hendrix in a track called dancing all around the world and it was through little richard that Jimi hendrix got to meet jane mansfield and recorded with her on a couple of tracks including one called suey now richard had been with mansfield in the film the girl can't help it if you recall that but we're taking a look at the spotlight on Jimi hendrix and some of the bands who he played with and recorded with and so, again, we started out with music there from Don Covey and a track called Mercy Mercy, which was a pretty good hit. And then we're kind of getting around to some minor hits, and we're going to hear from the Isley Brothers. And they were really instrumental, pun intended, in Jimmy's career as they rescued him not once but twice and got him on the road. Now, what's interesting is that Hendrix won the Amateur Night at the Apollo Theater, and lots of other bands that you may know also won Amateur Night, including the Jackson Five, Gladys Knight and the Pips, King Curtis, Ronnie Spector, Billy Stewart, James Brown, Deanna Warwick, who is the aunt of Whitney Houston, Joe Tex, Ella Fitzgerald, and Billie Holiday, and they all went on to pretty spectacular careers. Well, this is going to lead to Hendrix playing clubs in Harlem, and then he connects with Ronnie Isley in a band called the IB, Isley Brothers Specials. He's going to leave the R&B circuit eventually, as we'll hear in our next set of music, and go over to Greenwich Village where he gets discovered. But let's listen to a track from the Isley Brothers, a track here called Testify, and then we're going to hear a track, a relatively obscure track from Rose Lee Brooks, but what's interesting about this is Arthur Lee, who goes on and forms the band Love, is in her band, and she and uh, Arthur Lee and Jimi Hendrix become fast friends throughout his life, and of course Arthur Lee goes on to a pretty spectacular career. Now I ran across this while I'm doing my research. It's a CD set called West Coast Seattle Boy, which features a lot of the soul bands that Jimi Hendrix recorded with on a single disc. <laughs>
witness. You don't know when to quit, do you, son? But we know you're witness, so we don't mind. Thank you for burning, son. But right about now, we're gonna call on another friend that lives in Detroit. We call him Jackie. Come on, Jackie and Burr. I know you got soul. Come on, baby. That's Rose Lee Brooks and Arthur Lee from the band Love. And we're going to hear Love do a song called Hey Joe, which, of course, is closely associated with Jimi Hendrix. But he didn't write it. In fact, that song goes way, way back into the dawn of the 20th century. And it's recorded originally by a guy named Carl Smith. And he's going to base that on a track called Little Sadie, which is a traditional folk song by Neela Horn, who's been given the songwriting credit although I suspect that song predates even her. 
But that song will morph into Cocaine Blues by Johnny Cash. And so Smith is going to take these two kind of songs, one from Neil Horn called Baby Please Don't Go to Town, and Little Sadie, uh, which Johnny Cash takes and makes cocaine out of, that song that George Thorogood covered, and that becomes Little jo- or, uh, Hey Joe. And Hey Joe is recorded by a number of bands, including the Birds. The Birds are going to influence the Leaves, the leaves are going to influence Jimi Hendrix, and Jimi Hendrix, of course, is going to interf- influence Arthur Lee and the band Love, as we'll hear right now. song Hey Joe, made famous for most of us by Jimi Hendrix, hearing it there from the band Love. Take a brief underwriter's break, and when we do, we're going to come back and we're going to take a look at Jimi Hendrix's transition from the black clubs north of Manhattan in Harlem to Greenwich Village, south of Manhattan in the Greenwich Village area. Now, Richie Havens is going to say, hey, you should come down to these clubs, and that's when Jimi kind of transitions from this Chitlin Circuit, African-American focused music guy to the sound that we associate with him today. We'll hear that when we come back in just a moment.
fighting in the streets with our children at our feet and the morals that they worship will be gone and the men who spurred us on sit in judgment of all wrong they decided when the shotgun sings a song Tip my hat to the new constitution Take a bow for the new revolution Smile and grin for the changes all around Pick up my guitar and play Just like yesterday Then I'll get on my knees and pray
from the band Spirit in a track there called I Got a Line on You. And what's interesting is when Hendrix moves over to Greenwich Village, he forms a band called Jimmy James and the Blue Flames. And at this time, he still spells it J-I-M-M-Y. In the Blue Flames included Jeff Skunk Baxter, who goes on to record with the Doobie Brothers in Steely Dan. And yes, in fact, Jeff Baxter is a rocket scientist, along with a guy named Randy Wolf. Now, there were two Randys in the band, so Jimmy would call one of them Randy Texas, and the other one he would name Randy California. Well, Randy California goes on and forms the band Spirit. Now, California's 15 years old when he's playing in Greenwich Village with Jimi Hendrix. His uncle is Ed Pearl. 
the guy that founded the club Ashgrove in Los Angeles, which Dave Alvin did that entire album upon and is one of the noted club venues in, uh, in America at that time. Well, he goes on and he forms this band called Spirit, and in the band is a guy named Jay Ferguson. Jay Ferguson later goes on and creates a song called Out on Thunder Island, and then uh, California leaves his own band and forms a band, and uh, Sardonicus, and they have a hit called Run, Run, Run. Well, what's interesting is while he was in the band uh, Spirit, Led Zeppelin opened for them on a tour, and Led Zeppelin picked up one of their songs and would play it called Fresh Garbage. They're also accused of taking the Spirit track Taurus and turning that into Stairway to Heaven. And it's kind of complex because initially, of course, California sues and loses in a court of law. Well, there's a complication. So in 2019, they go back and revisit this case, and California loses a second time. Eventually, he loses his life uh, in Hawaii when he's trying to rescue his son from a riptide. But that's kind of an interesting like, footnote in history, the con connection between the Doobie Brothers and Spirit and Jimi Hendrix. Well, Jimi Hendrix is discovered by someone named Linda Keith. Linda Keith is Keith Richards' girlfriend, and while the Stones are touring America, she goes off to a club and sees Jimmy play and says, oh my God, this guy's amazing. And so she contacts the Stones managers, a guy named Andrew Logue Oldham, and he turns them down, but he brings this guy named Seymour Stein with him. Eventually, Seymour Stein, he's going to turn him down as well, but he'll, later on he'll form a label called Sire Records. John Hammond Sr., the guy that discovered Billie Holiday and Bob Dylan and Bruce Springsteen, also turns down Hendrix. But uh, Chaz Chandler from The Animals, We Gotta Get Out of This Place, likes it, and he signs Jimi Hendrix to a management contract, which is interesting enough. Now, what's also interesting about Linda Keith is her cousin is a guy named Paul Kossoff. And Paul Kossoff is a founding member in the band Free. And they're going to form the band free and eventually he'll go on and form a band called backstreet crawler but they have a huge hit in america called all right now with paul rogers and simon kirk they go on and form the bad bad company so let's take a listen to the music of uh, free as well as the animals right here as we take a look and turn the spotlight on the music and career of Jimi hendrix
most important bands of the British invasion. Group called the Animals. Where are they from? <laughs> yeah, man, this is our, our way of saying thank you to them and to you. Oh, by the great Mary Man and Cynthia Wilde. Before 